Hey, what's up, everyone? You know who it is. It's Ruby. Back at it again. Another night, another dollar. So, figured I'd catch you up on everything that has happened this week. And let me pull up my notes. Of course, it wouldn't be a Ruby podcast without being not prepared in some kind of way. And somehow still being prepared. Let's see. Projects. And now. So. From our last episode, I talked about how my co-worker at work. Um, switched up in a way. And has not been talking to me the same way as we used to. And I believe it's due to a comment I made at a dinner. If you listened to last episode, you can probably catch up a little more. But to summarize it, in a friendly way, I tried to give her a compliment, saying that she was gorgeous that night. She looked really good for her dress and her outfit. But it's because it was text. I think the tone of the text was misconstrued and was more flirty than what it was um but if you if anyone read that on paper if they probably would have assumed it was a flirt and then ever since then she has lowered her voice around me she doesn't look at me the same way she doesn't interact with me she isn't as open she'll say hi or once in a while but then she'll like dart her eyes around or like the worst is like i the most recent time i like asked her how she was doing and she just like nodded at me she didn't say yes or no or how she was doing she was just like nodding like okay thanks move along please like I don't really feel like talking. That's kind of what I got out of it. So. That's. Been kind of like. Been on my mind lately. Is just like. How our words. If we aren't careful enough. We can. Misconstrue. And miscommunicate the message. And this goes for. Any extremities. Of like violent, curseful, insulting words, all the way to this stuff like this, where it can alter the chemistry of a friendship just from a poor, poorly misunderstood text. And the worst thing of all is that she just ignored the text. She didn't acknowledge anything. She didn't approach me after the day of. It was like a whole week, and she still said nothing. And it's, like, really disappointing to see that, like, that she is, like, only two years old to me, and this is, like, her sense of maturity. And I don't want to question it, but I think it's awfully rude to just leave it open-ended and unclear. I think that's just her way of thinking that this approach is fine. But it just sucks because, like, even, like, when I was playing basketball, I'll do that as a routine to cool down and, like, let some anger out, just bouncing the ball. And there's a nice rhythm to it, just, like, from reading Kobe books. But 
playing by myself, but sometimes I'll overhear her having a conversation with um, another coworker of mine. And it's... I remember the the main girl that had a problem with me kind of just said like something along the lines of like yeah he's he's a good guy but he still needs to work on himself a lot he's got to work on himself like something along the lines of that and they could have been talking about anyone this could have been talking about another coworker is like like man who has had the child with her or could have been anyone but i just kind of like took it a little personal just hearing that and kind of associated it to me but i'm trying it not to make it too personal and too big of a deal because it's really not that big of a deal but it just kind of sucks that it's changed the chemistry of how i interact with her from now on because it's really unclear as of why she's interacting the way she is around me and I tried to ask on text, and I'm still too shy to really, like, put my foot down and, like, really ask her, like, why you're interacting with me the way you are, and maybe that's something I should really try to do, you know, and then with that in mind, like, that incident overall has kind of, like, put a damper on my mood this week. And it made me just feel a little weird. And even last week, I still thought about how my ex contacted me and what my feelings were on that and how I have to talk to my therapist about how she contacted me even though I thought I blocked her on everything and how I feel all about that because like my depression was really bad on Friday and like not horrible but it definitely put some kind of cloud over me that controlled the way I interacted with myself and it felt weird to just be in that room with my coworker, being on the other side of the room and being in the meeting and everyone was having like a great day and very excited that it was the weekend, but I was kind of just like down, visibly down and I was being honest about it to the extent I felt comfortable being and um all I really said was that I was a I was like feeling like a four but that's there's not really much I can do other than just going with the flow and then acknowledging that I was going to see Black Panther today which i'll actually get into near the end just because that's more of a positive note um but that that same friday like after the meeting and like still the awkwardness and recuperating and 
still having like this really really tough buzz from the caffeine and how it's making me feel from the coffee I had that day I um I went to work in my mind and in my body and let my body just control itself and keep myself aware so it would prevent me from disassociating because I want to do that as much as I can and try to maintain as much mental and emotional control as I can to prevent that from happening again and then a few kids didn't one of my kids that was more uh, a lot of work, I should say, didn't arrive that day, so I was happy about that. And then I had majority of the kids that I needed to get work done. And it was pretty smooth, which was very surprising. I actually got to have a really regimented, focused class um, work on our curriculum. And it's balanced out perfectly I had two of the girls the only two girls I have in my class focus on the ending parts and sections of their main Guernica project dealing with COVID and then I had the two boys working on their own side projects and then organizing the classroom from sharpening pencils to uh, organizing the room to help painting and just um, doing homework on computers and stuff. And I got to see a sense of balance in the air until there was a moment where there I felt like there was a slight disagreement and misunderstanding from the two girls where one of them thought um, girl one said something about her dad and girl two didn't take that too lightly two wasn't really the in the best mood to hear something like that and she fixated on it a lot but one from what i heard didn't really say anything about two's dad just because two is very very social and like blabs about a lot of things and sometimes she'll be so into talking about herself she's unaware of like what another person is saying so i think it was a case of that and two has to be a little more aware of what people are talking about and the same thing with one one is very very unaware at times of who's talking at all even like when i talk to her so I was able to at least convince both of them to just to be more aware of each other. Even when you're like two inches away from each other's face half the time working together. Communication matters even from a class standpoint, from a career standpoint, to family and relationships, all that stuff. We as humans are social creatures. And if we have like even the slightest word or any kind of misunderstanding that happens, it can really ruin a chemistry or ruin a good thing, you know? And it ties all back into, like, what I said earlier with, like, my coworker. Just that one word that I just said, like, we're just saying gorgeous and just 
everything within that and the actions I took to do so has altered everything between this coworker and I and I I regret it in a way. Honestly, I don't want to even say kind of because I have to be mindful of my words now. I don't like to say a bit, a little bit, low key. I want to be truly honest with how I'm feeling right now. And I've, I I, regret making that statement to her. I mean, I don't regret the thought of what I meant to say to her. But I regret the way I projected that message to her. And I wish I could have said that in person and had the courage to say that in person so it wouldn't be misconstrued, you know. But back to the class. Um, The class was overall good. After that slight disagreement between girl one and two, um, it started balancing itself out. We had the kids pick out their own songs. We had... Um, dinner time come around. I had all the tables organized. I helped along with them. They did whatever they needed to do homework-wise. Um, most of me didn't even have homework, so it went pretty smoothly. Once dinner time came around, I had them watch a movie, which has been, like, our own routine, is just to, like, have them settle in and, like, relax because most of the time they just don't know what to do, and I don't like when they don't know what to do so they just find anything they can do to entertain them and sometimes what what their entertainment is is like throwing shit around and finding random knickknacks and bullshit that they don't need to be touching or using in the first place because then they have to clean up more shit in the first place so i'm happy that this routine of like watching stuff gives them a chance to watch something new or something art related or even what we like one of the kids was watching girl two recommended a um what is it called family reunion or something it was on netflix like a sitcom show it's focusing on like a black family or so like a black sitcom um wasn't the funniest shit in the world, but, like, the kids were watching it, so, you know, you can only do so much, and it's, like, a kid's, like, PG-related show. Um, so it worked for them, and eventually, one by one, they started, like, heading home. Um, I gathered my stuff, and, um, prepped to head out. I grabbed my SIG box. I um, said my goodbyes uh, to like my coworkers and wished them like a good weekend. I opened the door, opened my SIG box, and just lit a cigarette. A CBD cigarette, to be exact. I've quit full-time for the rest of my life from smoking anything nicotine-related. <sighs> But I was taking my breaths, looking around, feeling the cold air on my body and my hands, and feeling 
the stomping of like my boots against the ground. It felt comfortable. And the heat from the cherry of my cigarette I can feel as I walked by and there was something nice that I still am happy about is that I would never blow smoke while a child was walking by or near a child I wouldn't even bring it up to my lips I would just let the blue gray smoke just like drag along in the night air And there's a nice sense of calmness and sweet joy that comes out of, like, walking at the Cambridge Parks at night with, like, the winter brisk wind. And even though, like, I fucking hate the cold, there is just, like, a nice silence. There's no attics. There's no homeless people that are begging for money and like time and I don't have to people that are misfortunate feeling like that they're alone you know it seems like everyone was tidy and found their own spaces found their own spots for the night So I got to feel like I was by myself. And even walking by, I saw a mother and her child, maybe a small girl or boy, enjoying the night at, like, the parks that I usually go at. Um, And then, like, I got on the train, and, like, I still had, like, a... a hard time breathing... I think it was just because of me smoking, honestly, and having a coffee that day and just wanting to go home. My chest felt really heavy. And it sucked in a way. I kept, like, standing up straight as much as I can, putting my arms against myself, breathing in and out carefully not trying not to look at like my heart rate sensor on my apple watch and seeing the time tick by and hearing the train humming you can just get lost and like almost fall asleep to that so like by the time I got home I got picked up by my sister ate pizza, did my thing, and, um, I think I may have, like, made a drink, yeah, I did, like, a rum thing, and I believe in edible, and, um, yeah, to even just be official, like, I called my girlfriend, just to check up on her and see how she's doing. And uh, 
just know that she's doing okay, even though if she's mentally feeling down, I just want to make sure that she's doing well. Um, and then I think after, like, talking to my girl for a bit, I kind of just was so high, I drifted off to sleep. And then today, I, um, I got my hair cut. And my girl actually convinced me to try something new and something that I was kind of like fearful of in a way. Um, Cause I'm always scared that like this haircut, like a certain haircut's not gonna look the right way in my mind, even if I really want to try it. And the current haircut I have is like, I, I actually really enjoy it and it's something refreshing it's new and it's like only minimal from like what i usually do is like a short like military crew cut almost like a little longer than that like a one blended in on the sides and you know like that kind of fade look tight on the top and short with a little length on the front just to create nice balance with my big old head (laughs) And, um, but this time I was looking at, like, longer, medium hair, which I already have, and I like the joy of, like, my hair curling in the back, like I did in the pandemic, that, um, I decided just to, like, shave, like, only, like, parts of the sides near the front, where, like, my sideburn meets, and, like, where my ear is, like, the, just parts of that have been, like, shaved, to like a one and then everything else is blended into like a um medium long length just to match it up and it gives it like a almost like modern sleek um tapered look without it making looking like a mullet (laughs) which i hate um but I don't know, it just, like, felt really rewarding to have that, and then even, like, my stylist liking it, because it was new, it was refreshing, it felt good It to, like, see something that I pictured in my head that I didn't think that would work, actually work, and um, made me smile a lot, and it was so worth it, and then I got a new... Um, container of gel that smells amazing and it's different from my last gel kit so everything just felt like felt new and changing was like coming and it felt nice and I'm usually that person that feels like that change is scary to me sometimes the unknown can be scary you know but it felt good today and after that, I was planning to um, see my client, and he actually canceled, um, just due to him not feeling well. But just because of the late cancellation, based on principle, I just still sent a nice text saying, like, 
just I hope you're doing well and like the yada yada just talked my professional way of talking and then informed the mother she already knew about it and then I sent my bill to them like my invoice for just like there's the cancellation service fee and then reschedule it to um the week after Thanksgiving you know because I just want to make sure that Thanksgiving I have off completely no nothing's gonna bother me I'm just going to be left alone and actually rest during that whole week. Because the last couple of weeks, even technically today, this Sunday, I'm going to be going out with my girlfriend and doing a few things. Um, and it, it honestly feels weird to even just say my girlfriend. Because <laughs> um, I still think about my ex, but... I I gotta be around somebody that wants to be around me. You know? And the best way to do that is just to keep at it and be consistent with somebody that wants to be consistent with you and grow with you. And that's a fair thing to say. You know? Um... But, like, just to reel it back in, Ruby, reel it back in, Ruby. <laughs> um, all these new things that are happening, if I didn't have that risk involved and that sense of joy that comes out of it, if I didn't take those risks, then none of that those feelings would have happened. I would have stayed the same. I would have done the same haircut the same kind of vibe, look for the same thing and expect something to change. And that's not how it works. Like the basically the definition of insanity is like doing the same fucking shit over and over and over again, expecting like shit to change. And I don't want to sound like Voss from like Far Cry <laughs> if anyone gets that reference. Um but I felt like for the longest time I was just doing that for a very, very long time, just doing a lot of the same bullshit or, like, doing stuff that was expected of me for a long time and not taking that risk and feeling the effects of that, the subtle effects of that and, like, how it makes me passive-aggressive and petty and self-loathing and not proud of myself. But now that I've kind of reclaimed what I can do, it's giving me a new sense of purpose and, like, reclaiming of, like, who I am as a person. And this leads into, um, Black Panther. And I, I gotta say, like, people, please go to see this movie. Like, it feels like a cinematic, like cinematic masterpiece. Honestly, like I love the original movie too, and it has its own beautiful standpoint. But this movie does so much justice to the first movie, and even more with the dedication to Chadwick, and just to make it fresh and new, and a sense of like. I don't know, it just, it, fe it didn't even feel like a big superhero movie. Like, the pacing was perfect. 
it was really, really well-timed. The way they developed all the characters without spoilers um, was incredible. And the way they made Sherry as the main character and the story and how her journey through loss of her brother, it... It's so beautiful, like, the way they went across that. And the characters that show up and come back. And I was so invested in the film. And I felt connected. And I was tearing up at parts about Chadwick and the way they did them. Like, even thinking about them now. They were so well done. The story's badass and the way they portray Namor and Latino culture within that and like building out the history between um, black and brown people fighting with each other and tying that into the story where two civilizations that have been colonized and hurt and affected by white colonies and people that have been taking advantage of them for thousands of years and tying it into the superhero story and then doing that between super powered groups that want the same common ground and same meaning but they're having a fight over it because of their versions of like going about it and it's very similar today when you see the histories of that um, between Latino and black cultures and how even united there's a division whether based on colorism or racism within that that was started by white people and colonization you know so I think what they did with this film was so impressive and so fucking gorgeous like the cinematography in this film is just like in awe and I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen to the point where like my eyes actually would hurt and I should have brought like blue light glasses blue light glasses to help a little bit and my heart my soul Everything just felt like I was a part of this film. And I haven't gotten that way with most of these Marvel films. I just felt like every inch of that loss that Sherry took. And how she was going about it and how much I related to it. In so many ways of just like working stuff off and her being an atheist in a way and questioning tradition and questioning what her family is to her and how she's going about life and how she's fighting so hard to figure out like what's up with her and how she's going to let this loss of someone she loved go. And I couldn't take my eyes off the screen it was just so empowering to 
really watch a huge cast that put their heart and soul into this and um, really worked their asses off on this. And I haven't really felt this way for a, <laughs> a movie in a while. I just, like, I'm not trying to gas up the movie like crazy, but, like, it, it it's just, it's so fucking good. Like, I, I honestly think this is better than the first Black Panther. Honestly, like, the way they tied everything together, and I love the first Black Panther. It's like a 9 out of 10 for me, but this is like a 10 out of 10 film. This is 10 out of 10, like, su- like superhero, Marvel-wise. Like, a, a lot of superhero movies don't get me like this. The The closest thing that got me feeling like this is The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is a perfect, like, superhero movie. And, like, this, I think, raises the bar. Because I think this might be better than... um and Or, like, I connect more with this movie than what The Dark Knight was. Because I think that's just a perfect crafted movie. But this is just like I I relate so much more now as I'm getting older to the meanings and the struggles that like these characters are feeling and um this movie felt so fresh and new and I needed something like this today to feel something different and new and something compatible that I can relate to and still find something to grow off of, you know? And I feel passionate and inspired to, like, speak my mind seeing a film like this. And, oh, like, I I, I want to rewatch it again. Like, I just thought like the meaning of the whole thing was just so incredible and I'm so proud of the people that were involved with that movie and how they were able to give the actress that played Sherry I have to look up her name now to do her justice like even Lupita Nyong'o does an amazing performance hold on now I gotta Give everyone credit. Credit. Yeah. Tina Carrera. I'm probably saying that wrong. Who played Namor is incredible. Letitia Wright, who's Sherry. Incredible job. She deserves an Oscar for her performance, honestly, for this. And then a few other characters and stuff, like, I don't want to bring up just yet. Um... Angela Bassett as the mother is incredible in this. Namora. I. Yeah. And like. Denny Guerrera. Guerrera, I believe. I just want, I, I want to make sure like I'm doing justice to like all these people's names. Because they did an amazing job. And Michaela Cole. Who shows up like in short bits and like battle scene. The battles are fucking awesome. And the cool part is it doesn't feel superhero-y. Where there's like battles every fucking scene. And it feels like an action movie. They pace it out well. They do it so well that they have like these political. Almost like long emotional monologues and dialogues. Between two characters. And there's a. There's a scene where Sherry and Namor actually connect on, like, how 
they are their own leaders of their own communities and how they're trying to do the best they can to connect with themselves as leaders and um, how to protect their own people and their own community in the best way possible and preserving tradition and culture that has been taken time and time again and how those two people approach it in different ways but they're so alike you know and I just I can go on and on and on about how amazing that movie was and I'm so glad my friend took me and that's another thing my friend has been so consistent and his dad has been so consistent in my life and I'm so grateful for it so I can have these moments to see stuff like this and it feels like a key opening a door honestly and I'm not expecting crazy shit to happen just just yet in my life but like I don't know like I feel like we all need like like I feel like everywhere on our body there might be like a keyhole or like even in our brains maybe just in our brains we have like locks that are like chained up and we don't know why it's just like in our subconscious that they have locks and um I feel like if you have that right moment and you have that right sense of drive and emotion behind yourself that key will appear and unlock something that you didn't know was going to need needed to be unlocked something that like you you needed to have in order to grow out of this certain situation or develop within yourself and i needed that tonight with this movie so this is like a 10 out of 10 movie I will want I want to see it again either in theaters as soon as possible with a friend or with somebody at this point because I, I I just feel connected with this film it was so beautiful and I'm I'm so happy and grateful that I got to see that with my own eyes and I'm in this timeline where I got to really enjoy something and not have to feel like I'm getting overbeared with work or other stuff and distracting myself where I can just get alone with my head and experience something outside of my own issues and my problems and just watch something. And it was a healthy escapism. It wasn't working. It wasn't me ignoring my problems. It was tapping into my subconscious through cinema, like cinema, and connecting with people's issues that I can relate to and can't relate to and then be okay with it. Because I can't relate to the struggles of the black community that has been suffering day in, day out from the dawn of time, from like slavery and colonizations. But I can relate to those moments of being human and suffering loss and feeling like there's some change in you and learning how to go through grief and have those intimate moments with yourself and learning that the healthiest part of growth is the loss and how you approach that 
Um, and it doesn't even have to be loss. It's just learning that even shedding skin heals and that you still have to close a door at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be locked, but it has to be closed. And that's why it's key, no pun intended, to close that door. To make sure it's labeled. To make sure that what is ever is outside of that stays in its place and that you stay in your own place, you know? When the, when the time comes and that doorway is ready to be opened and you're ready, you can open it. But for the time being, you got to let it just be. And let it be closed. And... It's taking me a long time for me to realize like how much time heals and how long it's actually going to take because time is a lot shorter than how it, it really is and how it makes us feel because like right now it feels like a long moment and a long conversation but then it's probably like been 25 minutes 30 minutes that's passed you know I don't even know I don't even want to look because if I look, I'm going to be caught thinking about how I'm not doing enough to make the podcast longer or doing too little. And I have to make it longer, you know. But if I don't see anything, I don't look at a clock. I don't look at the time. I don't look at anything. I can ground myself feel that moment and be one and who Ruby is and I have to ask those questions like who is Ruby to me who is this person who is this voice that's coming out of me right now that hasn't been there before like, what is bringing me to this? And, like, what started this podcast in the first place? Was it me searching for an answer? Was it me trying to figure out something from my past that um, needed to be searched for? Or was it just I needed to acknowledge myself in a way I wasn't allowed to be? That sense of vulnerability that wasn't provided by my mother or provided to my, my father in the healthiest ways because they weren't taught that. And it's not their fault. It's not anyone's really fault. I mean, you can argue it might be someone's, but what, what use does that argument make? Because once you find out that answer, like, everyone involved is still hurt it's what we do after that that helps us you know how do we break that we just chip away at it slowly and then still figure out times that we need those immediate changes sometimes and i was watching before yesterday i um 
I think, yeah, I think it was yesterday. I watched uh, Stutz or Stutz. Is that what's pronounced? Um, it's a documentary by Jonah Hill. It's on Netflix. Please watch it. If you don't want to go to therapy, I think everyone deserves to go to therapy. But if you want cool exercises and cool things to think about and tools necessary for life, please watch that. It's a amazing doc about Jonah being vulnerable with himself and being with his therapist. And it's a it's a unique experience, to say the least, because it, it he tries to go down a route where he wants to talk about the concepts that his therapist teaches and what he, what the just the person this therapist is like who he was who he what he grew up with what his past life is and then there's a cool little plot twist that you wouldn't even expect like a plot twist ruby a plot twist inside of a documentary there's a plot twist in the beginning of the film that he goes about it and addresses it in the coolest way so I think the lessons that I took from that, I want to keep consistent in my life and reincorporate a lot of things that I haven't tried to acknowledge before because he even brought up Stutz, the therapist has uh, brought up like forms of inner child stuff and how we interact with ourselves, the shadow or um, a concept that he brought brings up as part X, which is like the moment where you're trying to break through and have that fear that and like that anxiety that tries to pull you away or put you down. That's like part X and like, that's what's stopping you from getting that reward from that sense of risk and that dare that you take to do something that you've never been comfortable doing before in your life. And I've felt part X a lot of my life. And I feel like even like right now I'm making like small breakthroughs in who Ruby is right now talking because I've never felt so grounded talking to myself as an individual before. And I know some days I'm not going to be able to do this as well as others. But right now I'm letting everything go. I'm letting myself be completely bare for myself to see, not for the world to see. The world can see it, but it's okay for me to see myself for who I am. Because at the end of the day, that's someone you got to look at subconsciously, physically, emotionally. And you think about him, her, they all the time. It's you. You is what's stopping you. Most of the time. If not 100% of the fucking time. So. Really. Watch that doc. 
that documentary. Take those concepts. I'm not going to be able to list all of them because I have to write them down and put a doc in and a whole bunch of shit. And I want to rewatch that again. And even like the smallest things of like doing writing cards and how this documentary actually was covering this therapist who actually has Parkinson's disease and how he copes with that. And it's an interesting story. But before anything, I have a little more to talk about. I'm just going to take a quick break, but uh, Ruby will be right back. On my break, I was really thinking about some of the concepts that um, the Stutz or Stutz documentary was bringing up. And um, Stutz brings up this idea of the shadow or this version of like inner child that he explains and how there's a moment where he asked Jonah like what he perceived this universe of love would look like in his eyes, his uh, his own perspective. He asked him to close his eyes and feel like what all of the love in the universe would feel like. And to close your eyes and keep feeling that moment and then bring it center to you. And bring it close and closer to your heart and your body and feel it feel the warmth of that love traveling through your body and washing over you and then he asked Jonah to think of somebody that's hurt you or put you down or someone you thought you really hated or still hated And with all your love that you've channeled to your body and your heart, your soul, your mind, all your chakras, whatever you believe in, you blast that love onto that person you hate and giving everything you have to this person and letting go all of this anger, all of the fear, all of the anguish, all of the distrust all of that onto somebody that you could even hate and letting that go not for them but for yourself and the best part is is that you've allowed yourself to give a chance to somebody that even you hated so much love and the more I even think about it right now is that most people just want love and with my inner child starts makes Jonah 
think about himself when he was 14. Not specifically when he was, but Jonah in his mind thinks about when he was 14 and overweight and had lots of acne and couldn't be who he really thought he was in his mind. And he still isn't in a way currently, but he's working on it. But it made me think of who I was. And I want to have this conversation with myself right now. So you can try and practice it too, along with me or another time when you're alone. And right now, I see myself as a young boy with long blonde hair. Not even that long, just doesn't even matter just short blonde hair and how he's asking to just feel loved and how he's asking why his mom hit him why he's asking why dad wasn't there to help him and his sisters why he feels abandoned by his mother why someone he was given birth to the person that was supposed to protect him these people made him feel lost and confused and ignored and not loved. What made him question who he was inside made him feel sad, alone, not loved by anyone, made him think about his friends who he trusted made him feel angry and aggressive and mean distrustful grim depressed anxious fearful longing for an answer as of why he was treated the way he was, why he made poor decisions based off these moments when he was a child, these experiences that he had, why I had it, and how much he wants to be acknowledged right now. He wants to go on a boat. He misses Grandpa. He misses a mom that would love him. He misses his cats. He misses... 
being young. He misses feeling like he had friends and time to hang out. He misses... He misses his friend's mom, who's passed away. He misses feeling loved by his ex, his most recent ex. He misses feeling like he belonged in his own community. He wants to be acknowledged in art and through history as a great artist. He wants to be acknowledged as a great educator and a teacher. He wants to be acknowledged as a good brother, a son, a cousin, and hopefully one day a father, a grandfather, a fucking great great grandfather. I don't care. I but don't even say that, Ruby. You do care. You care about a lot. And stop saying that you're this over macho play it tough guy and develop these toxic weird traits. Because that's not being a man. Being an asshole is not being a man. There comes a time and a place to be firm and affirmative and sure of your answers, but you don't have to be a fucking prick. You don't have to turn into what your mother turned into because she could not express herself as a child in the way that you can now, Ruby. You're a strong man. You are firm. You are a strong man. You are smart. You are a strong man who is capable of teaching children to become the greatest parts of themselves. You never thought you imagined that you could, Ruby. You never imagined yourself as a successful artist with a bachelor's degree who has dreams and hopes to have gallery appearances. You never thought you could make a digital magazine. You never thought that you can make a fucking sweatshirt with your designs, with your talent. You never thought that you could edit a website without someone's help. Make it from scratch, rebuild it up again. You never thought that you could design a watch and make every part and build it from the ground fucking up. And now you are making designs. You are making shit possible, Ruby. You are redefining who you are and you are redefining what your name is what your bloodline is, who you fucking 
are and you should be proud of yourself and say it with your god damn chest say it with your fucking chest that you are a man you stand your fucking ground and you fight for what you're passionate in right now and everything else does not matter unless you love yourself give back and find peace in the small things in life to make the big things in life more enjoyable and I remember one of my friends posting that time is the new currency and nothing has spoken more to me today than that I want to purchase my time back I want to purchase experiences that will last a long, long, long time. Experiences that can make me appreciate life, the people I love, my family, my friends, my passions, so much more. unloading everything that I have in my mind and my subconscious right now in this endless flood of emotions has relieved a weight that I feel like has been developing on my chest since I was born Born thinking I was incapable. Born thinking I was afraid and made to be afraid and angry at my mother and not love her. Made to make these choices that I would ultimately regret. And learn from these choices that I can grow out of this and fix this. And even if I can't fix it, it's okay. You let time go. It will heal. You will heal. You will change. You will develop. You will create an evolution of yourself and the people around you by simply letting go. Slowly. Surely. Or when the time is right. Immediately. What is necessary to you does not always feel the greatest. And I'm feeling it right now. I don't like crying just because I was ingrained as a man not to cry. To man up. To grow up. To mature. But now I'm giving that chance back and that choice back to my students, my boys, my girls my children in general, when I have them the one day, that they are allowed to express themselves and feel who they are because it makes them who they are and more authentic and honest to them. And that's what we need as a community, what we need in ourselves. Because if we can't get what we need, 
we will get things that we want. And when we want something, we do stupid shit sometimes for it. Even what we need, we do stupid shit for. But we don't always get what we need. We get what we want. And that's the key difference. We ask things that we want, what we need. We don't ask the real questions of what we truly need emotionally in our souls and what our body needs. And you have to be honest with yourself at the end of the day. Are you willing to make these choices? Are you willing to accept these changes necessary for you to grow as a human being? And that's a question you should ask yourself. To be honest, I'm still scared sometimes to make those choices. But I know if I don't make these choices, the only option I have is stagnant. And it's been the same fucking thing over and over and over again last couple of years all the way up till I was born accepting somebody else to make my life and the choices necessary and I will not accept that any longer and you should decide that at some point when you let go And you define yourself as a human being. Because all I'm thinking about is how... There's a new sense of determination in my heart tonight. And knowing this determination is so strong right now. And I know it will waver off sometimes. But there's a sense of purpose and understanding... And the more I do this, and the more consistent I can do this, and let myself spill these thoughts out, the more I can optimize my life. And it's not even about optimizing it. It's about feeling like myself, and feeling connected to myself and the others I love in my life. And I hope this message helps anyone tonight, tomorrow, anyone in the future become closer and take the steps needed to grow today. Okay. Other than that, find someone that you love. Tell them that you love them when they're there. Go visit someone that's passed. Go see their grave. Go visit their favorite spot tell them that they're there whether you believe in believe in something or not tell them that you're there tell them that you miss them tell them that things are good and even if they're not tell them why they're not good be honest with yourself learn to let go Learn to be connected to your soul, your body, your mind. 
and let everything free. And then, right now, there's a new sense of feeling grounded right now. There is no waver in my voice. There is no second guessing. There is no doubts. There is only a sense of clarity and peace. Nothing clouding my judgment, my words, how I feel. No fear. And I know that fear will come back at some point looking but at least now I feel comfortable to look at fear in the eye and say, we can move, we can move along. We can do this, I have done this before. You will not make me stop. You will not prevent me from feeling life. Not today, not ever again. And when we do see you again, fear, you better be fucking ready. Because I'm fucking coming. And this is a new me. Have a good night, guys. Peace.